Now, there are many books written about prayer. I suppose everybody, as pastors, we have various shelves filled with books on prayer. And I'm sure you can find prayer, books on prayer, everywhere you go. But how about getting back to the basics of prayer? And so this morning, I'd like if you'd open your Bibles with me in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. By the way, you have a bulletin insert. I'll be following that, so if you could find your bulletin in, insert. It's always good to let people know that there is one. <clears throat> so we, I will read from 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may have live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in his proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not a lying and a teacher of the true faith to the Gentiles. Let us pray. These are thy words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in thy truth. Thy word is truth. Speak to our hearts this morning, Lord. Speak and we will listen. And Lord, speak to, our, to us all through our life as Christians as believers. And there's all different types of prayer, of worship and praise and intercessory prayers. And Lord, we just thank you for that. Speak to us today. Your servants are listening. In your name we pray. Amen. Now as we're looking at, at the introduction, Christ always wanted to please his Father. May, you all, may your will always be done. Matthew twenty six forty two. So we see that Jesus, he was in, in prayer all the time in connection with his heavenly Father. He knew how that, that was. Now Martin Luther has said, prayer is the most important thing in my life. If I should neglect prayer for a day, I should lose a great deal of the fire of faith. I like that. Prayer is the most important thing in my life. If I should neglect prayer for a day, I should lose a great deal of the fire of faith. Now, what is interesting is, as we think of, of missions and we, as we think of prayer, I'd just like to share with you this morning, I do travel for world missions, and I still do, and I was out at Ishpeming, Michigan. How many know where Ishpeming, Michigan is? Yes, well, a good portion. I, I, I thought all of you would know that. Anyway, I was there for special meetings starting on a Sunday and going through Wednesday. And I had, of course, missionaries put up the display and, and all the prayer cards. And, and uh, so anyway, it was a great... I just, you know... And it, they're up there right now, back there on the table for all of you to to see, and, and then to take the cards too. Not just to look at them, but to do something about it. 
at Michigan on, on, on Sunday evening, I was just sharing with the people there that that it, I, I sense the sadness that I sense the, I don't know what's happening, but so many of our old, these old prayer warriors that we had throughout the AFLC are dying and going home to glory. But who's picking up where they left off? We find people are so busy and they know the importance of prayer but that's to be left for the seniors. But when they go home, who's going to pick up where they left off and continue to pray for us? And so what was quite interesting was, I said, just please go back and take prayer cards. Everybody take a prayer card. And don't, well, just put them on your refrigerator to remember, you know, what you, who you are to pray for. But it's, to, it's not only just to make your decorate your refrigerator, but it's to look at and to pray for. But anyway, what I noticed was quite interesting was there was this little child, and it was during a school, uh, a school year, we were in September. She never missed a night. She was there every night. Little eight-year-old. Never missed a night. And so the last night, her mother had her, held her hand, and she, the little girl came to me, and she had a card. A beautiful little card that she had made, and she said, I'm praying for you, Pastor. And her mother said that Sunday night she took a prayer card, all the, one, uh, all the prayer cards. And every night now, she said, she kneels at her bed, she puts all the prayer cards on her bed, and she takes them one by one and prays for them. I was touched. I was touched. And then her mother said that she's praying for you too. How blessed could one be? And there's a little child, eight years old, who heard this and realized that if the seniors are dying who support the prayer, who is going to pick up the slack? Who's going to continue to pray for the missionaries around the world? And so I was just... It encouraged me because it's, it's encouraging to hear that. And it's really good when, like, her mother took me up and shared this with me because it is, it is, this is fantastic. I mean, how in the world, how did the Lord touch that little heart? And she faithfully continues to pray for missionaries around the world. Now, as we look at the first, uh, the, the first point, praying for the needs of others is the key to joy. I wish you'd fill that in so we remember what that means in your bulletin insert. Praying for the needs of others is the key to joy. When I was uh, a child, I, I guess I was a child at one time. I've always had kind of white hair. <laughs> so it's like I'm always old. But when I was a child, I remember Sunday school and at Bible camps and everything we sang, Jesus and others and you, what a wonderful way to spell Joy. But notice that it's Jesus, and then it's others. I come in last. And it's good that we remember that, because I think too many people, we forget to pray, but when we run into a problem, we start, Lord, help me, Lord, you know, help me. What about all the other times? We should really be praying all the time. 
I had learned after Carolyn passed away, I took her daily walk Bible and I've continued in it for every, every day I have dialogue with Jesus. I call it that. Because he speaks to me through his word and, and I speak to him in prayer. And he listens because I listen to him and he said that he will attend our prayers. So praying for others and for the needs of others is the key to joy. Dwight L. Moody said, I sometimes tremble when I hear people quote promises and say that God is bound to fulfill those promises to them. When all the time there is some sin in their lives, they are not willing to give up. And so in the end, we wonder why, why isn't God hearing our prayers? God hears our prayers. But sin breaks that connection between us and God. And so it's important for us to remember that if there's sin in our lives that's unconfessed, God is listening. He's listening to us to confess that sin so that He can step in to help us. Now, it's, it's, I just think it's, as we think about, about this and we don't want to, we don't want to think about this at all. We, it seems like there are things changing all the time. What was sin when I was young is not sin today. And I, to me, it's kind of interesting because I can't figure that one out. I'm still, I'm a slow learner, you know. I'm Norwegian. But anyway, but anyway, it is an interesting thing because I think I, I was spending 35 years in the largest Catholic country in the world. And they have venial sin and they have cardinal sins. I'm sure you knew that. Venial sins are little petty sins and cardinal sins, they're the big ones. How do we class, are we classifying sin? The Ten Commandments tells us what is sin before the eyes of God. Sin is sin. Big or small, whatever. It isn't a little white lie, a lie is a lie. And so this is, this is, God demands us to follow His rules and His laws. Now, number two, it says, we are to pray for all world leaders and suffering people. Suffering people. William Law said, he who has learned to pray has learned the greatest secret of a holy and a happy life. To be praying for the lost, to be praying for those who are really, really hurting uh, in the world today. And around the world, there are people who are starving to death. There are people who are suffering under awful dictators. We think of North Korea, we think of Venezuela. Brazil is taking in a lot of the displaced people from Venezuela under the, the, just the brutal dictatorships that we see around the world in the Middle East. Kind of interesting, isn't it? I don't know if, by the way, I was, we were, we, you know, we're, as, as old missionaries, we, we uh, are recycled. Now, I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't told that directly, but you got to recycle old missionaries. So we were sent to mission perspectives class which I think is what I think is wonderful, because all of a sudden, as you sit in one part of the world, you don't really realize what's going on all around in the world and see God's hand working. So I, I was so happy I took that class 
several times. But supposedly in the country of Iran, when the Khomeini's took over, there was only about 2,500 Christians, national Christians, in that part of the world. Around 2,500 in Iran. How about today? No missionaries have been able to get into that country. How many Christians do you know, or is there data about today? 250,000. Would you believe it? Because by the blood of the martyrs, it spreads out. It's like China. When, when the dictatorships are, are really oppressive, it doesn't kill the church. It just makes the church grow more. You know what we should do is to have a globe. I have a globe in my, in my living room. And, and when you hear of what's going on in different parts of the world, just spin the globe and put your finger on that part of the world and pray for those people. When you have your devos, just pray for them each day. Pray that they would stand firm. Pray that they would not give up. And pray that they would just continue on, totally dedicated to the work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that they would never stop. And they need our prayers to continue on. Pray for the lost. In verse 4. I'd rather be able to pray than to be a great preacher. Jesus Christ never taught his disciples how to pray. I mean how to preach, but how to pray. Let's read that one again. Dwight L. Moody said, I'd rather be able to pray than to be a great preacher. Jesus Christ never taught his disciples how to preach, but how to pray. There was no homiletics class. We all had to go through homiletics in seminary. No homiletics class. Yeah? Really? Yes. There's homiletics. How about how to pray class? Well, we kind of get that too. Homiletics. But there should be prayer classes too on how to really pray. Now, I would like to share with you when, I, when G, Pastor Enderly and I were up at Lake Bronson and... Uh, 400 miles from here, by the way, right up in the corner of Minnesota, touching Canada. And as I was sitting there, there are a lot of memories. I, w I would live in Thief River Falls, by the way, and Lake Bronson was our Bible camp. We helped build those buildings, by the way. I didn't dare go up behind the chapel because on those boards back there when I was eight years old, I was banging the nails in. And if they went crooked, instead of pulling them out, I just kept banging them in. And they just, and there's those scars there in the wood where I, so I just, but I, uh, I helped build the buildings. And that's many years ago. But anyway, I remember a certain lady called Hannah Chalmers. Anybody remember Hannah Chalmers of Lutheran Cold Portage? Don't forget it. Nobody remembers Hannah Chalmers from Lutheran Cold Portage. Okay, at least we've got one here. But she would travel to all the Bible camps and special meetings with her suitcases. She was kind of a frumpy old lady. And she would, she would try, try to get all, all us guys to carry those suitcases for her because they were heavy. They were filled with Bibles and books and tracts and everything else. And we had to open up the tables for her so she could put them on display. 
at the Bible camp the whole week. And then she'd give us she'd give us a little book or something for doing that work. Now when I was in Brazil I heard that the life of Hannah Chalmers, I did not know about her life. I just knew that she was there, kind of a frumpy old lady. But Hannah Chalmers, as a young lady, had been praying for Vietnam, that she could go out to Vietnam as a missionary to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, she would be praying and praying every day that she could go to Vietnam and be a missionary. But every time that she went, and then by the way, when she was not very, I mean, she was, I think, in 19 or 20 when she got the contracted polio. So then she started wondering, whoa, now she had polio. She had braces on, but she finally developed so she could take those braces off. But all the time, the mission directors or the mission committees uh, would tell her that uh, she had to be married, she couldn't go alone, and secondly, that she was a cripple. She couldn't go. She was a cripple, and she wasn't married. And she kept praying to the Lord, why? Why? How can this be? I'm not a crippled. I'm, I want to share Jesus with the Vietnamese. And then her prayers towards the end. She started questioning God. If you knew. Now I'm, I'm sure each one of us have kind of had that with God. God, if you knew that I couldn't go because I, I had polio and I was not married... And the mission, the missions committees would not take me. Why did you ever put that in my heart to pray for the Vietnamese? Why, God? If you knew that I wasn't able to go in the first place. I kind of hate to confess it. I prayed kind of prayers like that. Anyway, the last life in a nursing home, bedridden. And wouldn't you know, one morning she woke up, and one of the nurses was there with several other young ladies that were starting to work in her nursing home. You about know it, wouldn't you? The boat people from Vietnam. You see, God brought the mission field to her on her bed as she was dying. And she was able to, to help them find Jesus Christ. Each of these young ladies, the boat people that had been co that come over from Vietnam. And in the end, she died the happiest lady, she said, on earth. Because God works miracles. He knew. He was testing my faith. He was testing my faith. But he had it all planned out. He had her life all planned out. And so the joy and the happiness to share Jesus Christ 
were the Vietnamese women that God had brought to her on her deathbed. So this morning, I ask each one of you, God hears our prayers. God is going to answer them in ways that you and I could never ever expect. And it's good to know that God hears the children of the little children and of the senior citizens or I hate that word elderly because I'm one of them in bed. But what about those in between? What about you? What about you? Is it only that God hears the prayers only of the children and of the seniors? No. Wouldn't you like to see some miracles in your life? I just want, I just want you. I just want to test you. I just, because I know God works miracles. I've seen it. I've seen it in Brazil. I've seen it in India. He works miracles. But just look for him. First of all, ask for him and then look for him. And God in such really unique ways will answer them in a much better way than you and I have ever thought. So this morning, I ask you to pray. And to pray for peoples that God is bringing to you and to me, maybe right here. Could it be? As we look around, could it be? Maybe we can't go to their country as missionaries. But could it be that God is bringing them to us to pray for them and to share Jesus Christ with them? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we humbly come before you this morning. Lord, forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for our doubts. Forgive us for hatred. Lord, give us a heart of love. A heart of joy. A heart of seeing each person that we meet on the street. Lord, could this person be one that I could share Jesus Christ with? Could this person be one that I'm going to pray for today? Could this be an encounter with you? today who watch on their faces a miracle happen there isn't anything too big for you Lord you are a miracle working God Lord teach us to pray Amen